Welcome to MoneyBriefings.com. This article focuses on tax smart strategies for smart investors. It's Thursday, November 20, 2022, at 8.30 a.m. in Philadelphia. This article reviews some of the ways in which you may get a head start on preparing your taxes for 2019 in light of the new tax legislation. Specifically, it reviews a facet of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, TCJA, that hasn't truly altered, but has indirectly affected charitable donations and the implications of making contributions. We begin by thinking about how to handle contributions made to nonprofit organizations. According to statistics, 96% of Americans donate money, items such as food and clothing, or time to charitable organizations. Although getting a reduction in taxes is one of the reasons individuals donate, most donors are more interested in utilizing the experience of donating to teach their children about the importance of philanthropy and to demonstrate how their family achieves its mission. Next, we want to compare cash donations versus gifts of highly appreciated stock. Making a donation to a charitable organization is simple. Donating appreciated securities directly to a charity rather than doing so via a donor-advised fund, DAF, or foundation is often the most effective course of action. Donating the stock that you've been hanging on to for more than a year could be a good strategic move for both yourself and for the charity of your choice. In this case, the value of your gift is maximized because, in addition to receiving a tax deduction equal to the amount of your contribution, you are exempt from paying any capital gains tax on the appreciation of any stocks you donate. Doing so could prove valuable to all parties involved. Consider the case of a married couple, Harry and Meghan Evans, as an example. The Evans family would like to make a contribution of $10,000 to the public charity of their choice. They have started an investment fund comprised of stocks worth $2,000, but they have a total equity of $10,000. If they sell the stocks and distribute the money, they would owe a capital gains tax of $2,000, excluding Medicare surcharges and state taxes. However, if they make a gift to a charitable organization in the form of a good or a service, they will avoid paying taxes on the capital gain and will be eligible for a deduction for their generosity. In this case, the charity receives the same amount of money, but they may potentially optimize their benefits via a tax deduction without paying state or federal income tax on the sale of stock. Therefore, if their holdings are highly concentrated, if their portfolio has had considerable growth, or if 2019 is expected to be a year with a large income tax bill, they might consider donating to a charitable organization to accomplish their charitable giving goals and also to reduce their tax bill. You may be wondering, what are your available options for charitable giving? Because the limit on the amount that can be deducted for state and local taxes has been increased to $10,000 for 2019, and the standard deduction for married couples filing jointly has increased to $24,400, you may want to consider the following. Before reaching the age when you are required to take your minimum distribution, which is age 70 and a half, you need to consider the standard deduction, which is currently $24,400. One possible strategy is to bunch all of your charitable donations together. For example, If you have made several donations over the course of two or three years, you can instead combine them into a single year. In the example we used earlier with the Evans family, if they want to give away $10,000 a year to charitable organizations, they may want to consider making a gift of $30,000 in 2019, after which they would give nothing to charity and instead claim the standard deduction in 2020 and 2021. In this example, the Evans family does not get a tax break for their yearly gift of $10,000 to charity since they do not cluster their donations. Donor advisors funds are an option for people who are contemplating the bunching technique. These funds make it possible for donors to receive a tax deduction for their charitable contributions in the year that they are made, while also enabling them to give any amount they choose to their favorite charities each year from their donor-advised fund in order to meet the annual funding requirements of those charities. 
In recent years, the popularity of donor-advised funds has increased. In turn, this has provided some assistance to smaller charities in maintaining the necessary funding to support their missions. After reaching the RMD age, there are different strategies that may help. Again, when thinking about the Evans family, when they reach the required minimum distribution age, they will have another choice for their charity, which is known as Qualified Charitable Distribution, or QCD. QCD improves under recent tax law changes in that any sum donated to a qualified charity via a QCD is eligible for the investor's RMD and is not included in taxable income, up to a maximum of $100,000 per year. This exclusion from taxable income is capped at the level of the investor's highest annual contribution. In 2019, taxpayers who do not itemize their deductions still get the entire amount, in addition to a greater standard deduction of $27,000, if both spouses are 65. Additional considerations for creating a QCD include the following. A minor percentage of your social security income may be subject to taxation. The reduction in your adjusted gross income should result in a savings of about $1,500. Minus Medicare payments over the next two years. So how can Galleon Managed Philanthropy Services help you? We can guide you through the process of developing an investment strategy, determining your objectives, and identifying charitable organizations and issues that you and your family wish to support. We advise you on giving strategies, whether to donate cash or securities, the application of best practices for a qualified charitable donation, details about different types of charities, public charities or foundations, and whether you should give directly or through a donor-advised fund or through a foundation. We also educate you and your family on the different ways in which you can optimize your gift in a manner that is both timely and appropriate for both you and the receiving charity. Whichever course you take, one final and important thing to consider is timing. Timing definitely matters when creating a viable charitable giving strategy. While December is when the majority of gifts are made to charitable organizations, you need to be proactive and organize your donations with your financial strategy much earlier in the year. In addition, taxpayers must maintain thorough records, which should include statements from charitable organizations validating gifts. If you are audited by the IRS and unable to verify the value of your gift, the agency may deny your request for a tax deduction. Galleon Wealth Management does not provide tax or legal advice, and we strongly recommend speaking with a tax or legal professional regarding charitable giving. To learn more about our managed philanthropy services, contact us at 1-844-GALLEON. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to moneybriefings.com on Apple Podcast, and leave us a review, we would love to hear from you. Be sure to check out our next podcast. The preceding content is informational only. It was based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation. Nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances or objectives and may not be suitable for you.